Hey, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Millennial Verses. I'm Keenan, one fourth of the MV team, and as always, I'm here with Laura, Tali, and Amelia. Today, the team and I will be discussing the topic of trauma bonds. But before we jump into the conversation, Laura, can you please give us the definition of a trauma bond? Absolutely. So what we're going to define it as is emotional attachment developed from repeated cycles of abuse, devaluation, and positive reinforcement. So with asking everybody, if you feel comfortable, again, I always ask that, um, have any of you guys ever experienced a trauma bond? So I feel like yes and no, because of our trauma, how we form bonds with people sort of is affected. Um, or how we or like examples of how we've seen sort of relationships in childhood <laughs> but it doesn't necessarily means that it's traumatic if that makes sense but so yeah i feel like definitely we all sort of consciously or, or not you know sort of yeah. our relationships are affected by the trauma that we've sort of faced obviously depending on like severity of course yeah no i, I can agree with that and because as you're talking and even with the question thinking about trauma bonds, I feel like just the word trauma itself is truly so subjective to the individual because everyone could define trauma as something different. But as I was thinking about the definition that Laura read out and even her answer, I would say yes. Like I have formed my own trauma bonds based on just emotional attachments into what in my eyes has not gone well. And then I meet someone else where I'm like, wow, you relate to me on that? That's weird. I haven't even told anyone about that, but you know, some reason we're connecting on that, like that's different. Like you meet trust in someone in so many different ways. And a lot of it literally can be trauma just because it's at a vulnerable spot that I don't talk with many people with. Um, so it's like yes and no, literally just goes by definition. Cause I don't want to take away from some people where when you hear trauma, it's like, okay, like no doubtedly, objectively, you've been through things. I'm very sorry. So it's right. such a hard response for me, honestly, to respond to just thinking about my own trauma because I've had a pretty privileged life, lucky, go get a life. Like, sure, you have a few, like, heartbreaks, uh-ohs, you know, like, youthful, <laughs> youthful heartbreaks. But really, anything, like, too traumatic in my eyes compared to others I know out there that may publicly be talking about or maybe, like, suffering in silence. No, I don't want to take away from that, so... It's just so hard to really, for me to say, what traumas have I had towards that trauma bonds, but I know they're real. Um, kind of sort of spinning off of that, I had someone tell me quite recently, actually, actually, that, uh, what, what did she say? She said that sort of instant attraction and like love at first sight it's just like you recognizing your trauma in someone else. Mm, I've and heard I that. I don't know if I necessarily agree with that, but like it's definitely something to think about. Like cuz obviously you can't really there's no sort of like reason why you have this sort of instant chemistry with someone, you know? Like we can all sort of come up with our own like hypotheses like, "Ooh, why am I so attracted to this person?" But hmm. so it's just interesting like That is very to, interesting. To think that. Cuz like when you said that, I was thinking like, hmm, can I really think someone's my soulmate based off like first attraction? But then I was like really trying to think of physical things. Like I'm a mad eye contact type of person. Like you know how you look someone in their eyes and be like, they've been through some things. They have a story to tell. And like I'm very intrigued. 
So like I don't know, like as a storyteller, someone that's just truly interested in other people, like I can look in their eyes and be like, hmm, they have a lot to say. <laughs> you know what I mean? The just eyes are the it. window to the soul. So you Dude. you you know, when you're <laughs> looking into somebody's eyes, it's like I, I'm similar to you. I can literally kind of sort of almost read you like a book. I'm just like, huh? Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's just it's kind of like spelled out for me. Laura, are you saying that like love at first sight? is like they were comparing it to a trauma bond Uh, maybe not necessarily love at first sight but sort of like instant attraction where you're just like you kind of just like feel this sort of chemistry with someone i feel like that's what kind of what she was saying like you you're recognizing Mm. and whether it be that like you recognize that you guys have sort of dealt with the same trauma whether it be like abandonment issues or issues of not feeling sort of appreciated or respected or valued or whatever um, or if it's like um, sort of the maybe trauma that not necessarily that you experience, but the trauma that you might have seen like your parents go through that you sort of recognize that sort of uh, maybe relationship. I'm not quite sure what word I'm looking for, but maybe you recognize that in them, whether it be like their personality or like how they look. Um, yeah, I think a lot of so it I think came... that's kind of what, yeah, what she was saying. Yeah, I feel like a lot of it could definitely be unconscious without you knowing it. Um, Absolutely. Kind of on that, like, you see someone yeah. and, you know, from a past experience, like, literally physically they look like this. Or you see you they had this particular action and you see someone else do the exact opposite. It's just attraction. Because if it's something negative you didn't like, then someone does it right in front of you. It's like, oh, like, maybe they're the one. <laughs> it's so interesting that you two brought that up because... I was I actually wrote that down in my notes to bring up towards the end. Like, is a trauma bond like this big, horrible thing that people make it out to be? Or is it something that like you just recognize each other's trauma and you say, OK, like if, if I have abandonment issues and you have abandonment issues, then I know, hey, this is probably how this person wants to be treated. So I have to make sure I don't just like not answer the phone for hours or, you know, just get into a huge fight and then leave and not come back for a couple of days and, and turn my phone off. Like I have to not necessarily have to, but you know, I know how this person's going to respond if I do some, some of these certain things, because I know how I would respond to in this situation. So if that's what you guys are talking about, then I totally, totally understand. For me, I feel like most of my love connections come from a very like, friend-based place where we have known each other for a long time and the connection builds slowly. I've never really been like a huge love at first sight person, but I have like specific trauma with men and as like a bi person who presents as straight often, men are like just the most common person that I come into contact with in that way as someone who like passes as straight you know, mm. but uh, I I just have like like a hesitation in that way. And I feel like I wonder if that's part of my like kind of trauma bonding process that like isolation or those walls that come up in like the opposite way. Like the ways in which we kind of, you know, in that way, I'm not seeing my trauma in them. I'm like sort of avoiding it kind of yes yeah yeah yeah. finding finding people that are like 
passive or that don't trigger me in certain ways and like being very kind of avoiding like avoiding those triggers right okay so if you know your trigger or you know your trauma and you recognize your trauma how do you how do you maneuver that in a relationship boundaries boundaries are everything having solid like clearly communicated boundaries yeah because then you can come from a place you don't have to resent people for crossing your boundaries because you were able to clearly communicate them. I think it kind of helps us all in any sort of bonding situation, whether it's your friends or it's a deeper relationship or your family members, like being able to say, Hey, I don't, I personally can't watch certain scenes on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, certain like violent towards women scenes on TV. I can't handle it. it. Makes me nauseous. It's a trigger for me. So, and my family knows that. And it's one of those things where I will just excuse myself, and everyone understands that that's a boundary for me. Like it's totally fine that other people do, but it's just a boundary that they respect of mine. Right. And like being able to clearly communicate that and understand that that's going to be heard and it's going to be respected so that you guys can continue to have this wonderful, beautiful, loving relationship, regardless of what traumas that you've been through. Mm -hmm. So maybe it's more about like communication than, than anything. Yeah. Communication. I, I've seen it said before that like communication is like the most important thing, especially in a relationship. And I, everything really does kind of boil down to, I would say, communication and understanding because sometimes I can communicate something and you not fully not quite get it you know um but the understanding aspect I think is is truly important I myself have experienced a trauma bond um I'll say it this way I'll, I'll go ahead and be open and honest so I've mentioned in previous episodes about me going to counseling or like me having issues with anxiety and depression. Um, My junior year of high school or college is when I finally decided to go get treatment and and get some sort of counseling for everything. And I'll never forget. I was probably maybe, maybe nine months in and I was explaining the situation that I was going through with a friend and my counselor was like, do you not see how that correlates to anything um, prior to that we've talked about? And I'm like, no, he was like, okay, well, you know, just keep going, go ahead. So we're talking, I'm just trying to figure out what is he talking about? The next week I come in and I'm talking about the same person and he said, you don't see any correlation between this and anything else. I'm like, no, dude, what are you talking about? So finally, the third week I come in and he was like, you really don't see anything at all with this correlating with anything that you've talked about before. And I was like, no, why do you keep bringing? Oh, wait a minute. I know exactly what you're talking about. And it was childhood trauma. So what I had done was created pretty much my abandonment issues from childhood and took that and put this into this friend who literally was not going to leave me for anything. It, it, but it was, it was just such a, I, I held on to the one good thing that I've always looked for. Not only that, but um, as I've said before, my, my feelings being validated, that's something that's super important to me. So 
I was finally getting that from this friendship like I'd never received before. So I ended up ignoring all of the bad for those one or two things that were good. And I created this trauma bond and I stuck in this not so great situation, unhealthy, unhealthy situation for the both of us, just because I was like, well, I'm receiving all these things that I don't want, don't like, don't need, but I'm getting the two that I do want. So that like trumps everything, right? So a, a trauma bond is like, I I know firsthand how, I hate using the word toxic because I feel like it's an overused word, but how truly toxic it can be. Yeah. Kind of based on what you were saying, KJ, and then connecting to what Amelia said, it led me to think, um, this like kind of open a question for the group. I want to hear your thoughts on this. Are trauma bonds temporary? And what I mean by that is, are they temporary until you recognize them, until you understand truly connecting that's like previous episodes, like your self-love, like what you need yourself, as Amelia said, quote unquote, your boundaries. So like in the beginning, like just thinking about the story you just told KJ, which like, thank you for being transparent with us and sharing that with us. It's like, it took some time for you to recognize it. But then after that, like, yes, it was a toxic situation. And I'm guessing you moved forward and you dealt with it from there. Like you knew your boundaries, you knew what was right, like your values. So that's what led me to the question to think like, are they temporary or yeah, just are trauma bonds temporary? Or does it really just come down to the person themselves to break it? I think it depends all on your boundaries and what you, what you accept and what you keep in your life. Because for me, I think I kind of was going to sit in that situation regardless, but it kind of came down to, it's either you or me at this point. Yeah. And I had to choose myself. It was the most difficult thing. Still to this day, that is the most difficult thing that I've ever been through. Yeah. L- losing my friend. Mm. But I wouldn't change it because I was able to take the good parts that I learned. I, I figured out how to how to val- validate my own feelings. Yeah. My own emotions to tell myself, it's okay if people try to gaslight you. You good. You got it. You figured it out. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Um, not everybody's going to understand you. That's okay. Not everybody's going to appreciate you. Like you feel like you need to be appreciated or respected. That's okay. As long as you got you, you're good. And I, I always looked for that in other people. I finally found it in myself. And the one thing that I love that the other person did for me was what they would constantly tell me. You're good. You got this. Don't what like, mm-hmm. so eventually that kind of, essentially became my inner voice and I was able to tell myself you're good you got this yeah. you you're golden like I said it's the most difficult thing that I've been through but it was either it's like me or you mm-hmm. and I, it, I, I was in a bad place L- Lord knows I, I think what exactly what I'm talking about but to be able to be on this side um, and to be able to talk about it and smile and kind of be okay is it's a good feeling yeah. And do I still miss this person? Do I still love this person? Do I still care about this person? Absolutely. Still think about them every day. But unfortunately, it was, using that word again that I don't like, toxic. So I I had to let that go. Yeah, I definitely think that it can be sort of um, temporary. I think it's, you have to obviously recognize it, first of all. Like, I think that's something that my early 20s was, 
like really good for was really me exploring like why I felt the way I felt about things, why sort of, um, or I guess how my past sort of affected my relationships, whether they be, you know, romantic or just friendships. Um, and it's really funny that Keenan, you say that cause we've talked about this before about, I feel like we've both sort of had, um, abandonment issues, but we're on completely opposite sides of the spectrum. Like mm-hmm. you are very much of like, you know, everybody's my family, like, you yes. know, let me bring them all in. And I'm very much like, <laughs> I have myself, that's all I need. <laughs> and it sort of caused sort of issues with us because we just, you know, it's, and it's crazy. Like how the same situation can yield such different results. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so, um, but yeah, I definitely think that it can be temporary, but I definitely think that you have to be able to know yourself. I feel like just this year, I've sort of realized a lot of things about how my childhood and sort of negative aspects of my childhood has affected my life and even like beyond like relationships, mm-hmm. like even my career or like, and it's just like, wow, like if I knew these things before, like you know, and obviously like I can continue to push forward and and improve. So there's definitely not a sort of like can't change it now mentality. And I'm definitely trying to improve. Yeah. But but yeah. Good for you. Yeah. I feel like they're temporary in the fact that we do outgrow situations and people. We just do. I mean, you learn how to handle them. You learn to, deal with to cope Mm -hmm. you know you learn to cope with your triggers in a new way and you're empowered in a way that you haven't been before and like you guys said you're seeing things you're noticing things that you haven't seen before and for me this year has been all about learning not only like what my boundaries are but like the right way to kind of enforce them or the Mm -hmm. right way to respect myself by saying this is what I won't tolerate Mm -hmm. in my life anymore you know like I just I can't for my own sake like Keenan was saying when he says like it's kind of me or you a lot of the times we bend for people that we love when they mistreat us because we feel like we owe them something Mm -hmm. or we will feel guilty if we decide to say hey no that my my peace is too much it costs too much for me Mm -hmm. so I can't do that thing for you or I'm not going to overexert myself to where there's absolutely nothing left and I'm spread too thin because I wasn't able to enforce a boundary. It's been a lot of looking at myself and being like, what what do I allow or call into my life that's not serving me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And constantly mm-hmm. having that kind of like auditing. Yeah, no, I love, yeah. I love that you said that because um, it led me thinking too as what's not serving me, I was reading something or to trauma bonds to where some people will look honestly as they're expanding their boundaries per se or looking to expand them, they will search for those areas of toxicity. And that's literally because those areas are what they invertly do not have. Um, like sure, the person they know may temporarily be in their life, but they can gain a value out of them where they'd be like, I'm, not, I'm like freezing, like say like, quote unquote, like wowing out or whatever, like this person just really always speaks up, you know, like, you know, you're not going to get a word in with them. But there are also people like that where they teach you, say like as an introvert, just like you say, for example, for me that, oh, maybe I should speak up in these moments because like times where they do work, you're like, oh, like 
that's what it's like to put your foot down, you know? Like, I guess sometimes you can steamroll someone, jokingly, not really, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, I don't know, that was interesting. When I read about that, I was like, huh, can you really, can you dabble or should you dabble in toxicity to make yourself grow? Sometimes what feels toxic is actually you just just saying what you need to say, but we've been taught to be so small. Yeah. You know, even mm -hmm. as a kid, you're taught to like not bother anybody, don't complain. And then as an adult, you know, it's not about you. Like there's all of these things where like you're taught to put yourself last. Mm -hmm. And then I deal with so much guilt when it comes to especially enforcing boundaries or these other forms of self-care. Like where you said putting your foot down and you felt like, like you were steamrolling somebody when really, you know, I'm sure most people feel like you weren't steamrolling anybody. You were just saying what needed to be said. Yeah. But he had been crossing your boundary for so long that like, I feel like that resentment was there. And like, maybe if he had allowed you or made space for you previously, that resentment wouldn't be there and then you wouldn't be fostering guilt for the big push that you had to make in order to enforce mm. your own boundaries. You know what I mean? And like forgiving ourselves and allowing ourselves to be like, you know what? I don't have to feel guilty for saying what I need or saying, you know, making myself feel heard. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I don't think you steamrolled anybody. No, no, no. no. <laughs> yeah. it, it's so important to forgive yourself and also realizing when you're being gaslit, too, like sometimes it's not even that it's actually an issue. Other people just want to make it an issue. Sometimes people just hate being called out. Like it, sometimes it just is what it is. Also, I think realizing that your trauma is not your fault either, but it, it is up to you to heal from that. So I just because I've been cut doesn't mean I should bleed on everybody around me. You know what I'm saying? Your, your trauma is not your fault, but healing is your responsibility. Yeah, I definitely feel like sometimes people want other people to fix them, especially in sort of romantic relationships. And mm -hmm. so it's not really your job to fix somebody else, just like it's not somebody else's job to fix you. Like you have to sort of put energy and effort into it, whether that be therapy, journaling, yeah. just talking with family or friends, like however you deal with it. But yeah, come on, reciprocity. <laughs> yeah no <laughs> we love reciprocity yeah i couldn't say that better than myself yeah one thing i say, say about relationships uh it should never be like everyone says oh you're like you complete my other half no no it should be literally two holes coming together um exactly. yes. yeah no i don't believe in like yes we know we both got some growing to do but if we can get through that like you said just connecting everything boundaries where we've been through experiences just communication like i don't know there's there's no trauma to that right and there's, you can also, like, it's okay to, like, seek treatment if, if you need to. Um, I know a lot of people, like, especially in the black community, we really try to downplay mental health, but it's mental health. It's, it's a part of your health, your actual mm -hmm. health. And people don't realize how, like, trauma and stress and, and anxiety and depression, what it can actually do to your body. So, you know, you got to deal with that kind of stuff. Seek treatment. I am always going to be pro-therapy. I'm always going to be pro live your best life, but do what's do what's best for you. But also, you know, don't don't bleed on others, man. It's just it's just not. No, we can't do that. We got to progress. We got to do better. We got to be better for for those that we love. I agree. So, yeah, Definitely. break the cycle, break the cycle, guys, break the cycle. 
Well guys, I think we're just about out of time for the day, but before we wrap up, I wanted to thank you three for being here again. Thank you for sharing your experiences as well as creating an environment where I felt comfortable enough to share my experiences. Thank you to the audience for tuning in yet again. Hopefully you guys were able to learn something from us just as we have from each other. Be sure to follow us on at Millennial Versus on Instagram. Until next time, guys. See ya.